Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. We're coming at you from different parts of the world, just like we have been for the past few months. In the wake of our last episode where we got to speak with Dr. Ish and Jubilee, if you haven't had the chance to check that one out, be sure to tune, tune into that one. It's, it's definitely worth your listen. They're both incredibly insightful. Uh, we got a great episode for everyone today. We are going to be talking with Tasha Adams, one of our recurring wonderful guests uh, later on in the show. Jared also discovered a few interesting articles regarding the uh, novel coronavirus that I think he wants to run over with us as well. Der- Jared, what do you got? Hello, Dean. How are you? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even ask how you are. I'm great. Thank you so oh, much for oh, asking. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, no, no. I didn't mean it that way. My bad. That came off. I was just saying hello as if like, how are you? Because you're recording from your van. And uh, so yeah. you're like back in van life now. Can you see me glistening? Because I, yeah, I'm sweating right now. I got the fan on full blast, but it's not helping too much. How's your leg feeling? Uh, it's funny you ask because I just uh, right before filming or recording this podcast, I walked into a gas station to get some ice cold water, and I was limping the whole time because it's just. I went on like a long hike today, and it's just really painful now. But other than that, it's good. Do you wear a mask uh, on the hike? No, I didn't. It's no, no, no. Degrees not here. the uh, not the hike. The uh, when you went to the gas station. Oh, I wear a mask. I actually hiked with a mask yesterday, too. I I definitely wear the mask more often than not. Uh, it's funny, too, because uh, I, I don't want to take away from your, your, your article that you want to get to, but I just want to share this real quick, is I've been kind of driving around a little bit uh, lately. Like, you know, I saw my brother in South Dakota, uh, and now I'm in Utah, and I've been driving through these states like Utah, Wyoming, South Dakota, and no one seems to care about coronavirus. Like especially in Los Angeles, I feel like we're, um, we, we are being much more protective and, uh, I guess, I don't know the word, but safe than from what I've experienced other parts of the country where, you know, I walked into a gas station like a week ago and there was like a, like a 
12-year-old baseball team that just finished playing a baseball game. None of them are wearing masks. They're all, like, high-fiving and, like, hugging and stuff. And I was like, this it just was kind of crazy to see how the rest of the country, not the rest, but other parts of the country are handling the situation. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. It is crazy. Uh, and I, there is one article that I really want to talk about where <laughs> it talks about having sex with someone while wearing a mask. And before, before we dive into that one, uh, I just want to say... Uh, because of everything that's going on in the world right now, we're going to be talking about uh, current events and our thoughts on it because it's a conversation we want to continue having from last week's podcast. But we also want to talk about dating topics as well because we're a dating podcast. And so uh, we just want to make sure that everybody knows that this isn't uh, us telling you what we think is important. It's more of just a, a production decision uh, that we want to uh, talk about dating as well. Because uh, after all, we are help. I suck at dating. Uh, which is interesting that the name came from Dean. It's so funny, Dean, that everybody thought you sucked at dating. You don't suck at dating. Um, I definitely suck at dating. I yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so there's a there's a couple. One article caught my eye. It's from the Independent, and it's it's titled "Couples Should Have Sex Wearing a Mask to Reduce Risk of Transmitting Coronavirus." Study suggests. First of all, what are your thoughts, Dean, about wearing a mask during sex? It's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And so the art, right? I kind of agree. Couples should have sex while wearing face masks to reduce the risk of transmitting COVID-19 to one another. On May 8th, researchers at Harvard published a study in the Journal of Annals of Internal Medicine on the safest ways to have sex during the coronavirus outbreak. On Monday, new laws were implemented in England that made it illegal for couples who live in different homes to have sex indoors and stay overnight. That... I find really unfair. So you're telling me that if you're single right now, you're lonely, uh, you're, you're, you're probably in a depressed state because you don't have any human interaction, you've been quarantined for three months, there's a lot of things that are happening in the world that are overwhelming. Dean, what are your thoughts about making it illegal for someone to ha not be able to have sex uh, with someone who's not in their household? Well, a couple things. If you, if you read the fine print of that article that you just shared, at least the way that you worded it said it's illegal to have sex indoors with someone from another household, which means all you got to do is go outside and have sex outside somewhere. Bada bing, bada boom. You cheat the system. You're still getting the thing that you want most. <laughs> yeah, just go to the woods, uh, have a quickie behind the tree, and you'll be fine. Exactly. I don't know. I don't understand how you could A, police that. Just don't and like be, It's. <laughs> I just don't understand how, how that can be policed. Like, uh, they catch someone on the, on the walk of shame home or something like that. And they're like, Hey, what were you doing? Uh, and they do like a, a vaginal swab or something. You just had sex. You're going to prison because that's against the law. I just don't understand. I think that's crazy. I don't understand the masks while having sex either. Cause the, like you're already in close proximity, your mucous membranes downstairs are interacting with one another. Uh, it, uh, does it ma what's a mask going to do? You're going to not breathe on each other, but you're still interacting in ways that are able to transfer the virus. I don't want to call Harvard stupid because it's Harvard, but that article is stupid and it doesn't make sense to me. And because of that, I rebuke <laughs> it as fact. Yeah, I, man, there's going to come a point throughout this entire thing where us as human beings, we're just going to have to start taking There's going to be an early wave of adopters and a late wave of adopters for that. And you can already kind of see it happening where it's like people are slowly going back to their normal life, going to the beaches more, meeting up with small groups of friends, just going outside more. 
I'm driving. Um, whereas for the two months prior, I was, you know, self quarantined with Kaylin in the apartment in, in Los Angeles. So I think you just get like a wave of early adopters that are willing to, I don't know, like risk it, but not really risk it. But then also have to handle the social repercussions of it. Um, like for me, for instance, in my van, I actually kind of went back and forth a lot about this because so my brother was rock climbing in South Dakota uh, a few weeks ago while the same week that he was supposed to be having his wedding down in Mexico. And I was like, well, I really want to see my brother and his fiance, especially during this time where they're supposed to be getting married. But is it appropriate for me to be traveling that far? And I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm in my van. There's literally no difference for me taking my van from LA to South Dakota as it is staying in the apartment with Kaylin. Like I'm still, the only interaction I'm having with people are in the grocery store when I go to get the food that we're going to prepare in the van or at the gas station when I'm filling up, which I don't even interact with people. So it's like my, my purse interpersonal interaction is still the same, if not less, I would say when I'm driving and on the road, like I've been on the road for what, two and a half, three weeks now. And I uh, have been in isolation by myself for the past week. And I like, I try to like avoid people. Whereas back home, I would like hang out with a friend every one, like once a week or um, go for a walk where I'm passing by people in Los Angeles. So it's like, I don't know. There's going to be early adopters and late adopters in my opinion. Jared, what do you think? I was surprised to hear you say something like that because if I had a guess, I would think that you're going to be a late adopter. No, I'm just trying to think of this thing with common sense. I take coronavirus very seriously I wear a mask everywhere I go. I try to avoid crowds. Um, uh, I always try to stay outside most of the time. Um, like, um, you know, we had a friend come over and we had a fire outside and they stay. It was it was truly didn't even feel any differently because they were six feet away and we were outside. And I, listen, at some point, we're just going to have to start going back to normal life. Like we can't what you're supposed to tell someone who's quarantined by themselves inside their home and they're probably depressed and lonely and not working right now. And you're telling them that what they're supposed to just do this for however long uh, until we get a vaccine in 2021. That's ridiculous. It's impossible. Well, a, I'm surprised to hear you say that because you uh borderline hypochondriac, in my opinion, you like you over, not borderline, over worry, I'll give but you that you one. <laughs> you yeah not quite but you like you definitely like to think of the consequences of your actions and the possible repercussions for them a lot more than than some people which I, it's it's good and bad in in certain ways a lot more than ashley i can tell you that yeah much. um two the whole reason for self-quarantining and correct me if i'm wrong here it was never to stay inside until we found a vaccine it was to flatten the curve to have open beds for uh for for covid patients right i i agree man like especially in the dating world so you're supposed to have sex now with with a mask on i mean it just takes out all human uh intimacy if you're not able to kiss someone um if you're not able to see their face fully you know there's there's an intimacy there uh that that would be missing and and man We've grown so apart because of because of the internet and social media, um, and we've we've come to a state where we don't even need to be in the same room as somebody. We don't need to touch anybody anymore. And I'm just I'm I'm concerned about that because I think as human beings we need touch, we need human interaction, we need to be in a relationship with another human being. 
I was actually watching this thing on Netflix last night. It was History 101. And they're like 20-minute episodes. And one of them was about robots. And there was like – they did a study. Uh, and there was like 30% of this study – and this was in Japan, said they'd rather be in a relationship with a robot than a real person. And this is like futuristic Blade Runner type stuff that concerns me. Question though, to bring it back to that article, are you guys telling me there's never been a time where you've had sex where maybe there wasn't a lot of, there was little to no kissing? Yeah, but there was still kissing. I've never had sex with someone and not kissed them. Okay. But let's say there's like those rounds where maybe you don't have, you don't kiss as much as always. What's minus a few and you just have sex? Like that's kind of what it is with the face mask. Is it really that big of an issue? I think so. Because I think it, for me, it's more escalation. It's like first it's a face mask and now we're outlawing sex with somebody who's not in your household. And that's what concerns me is that we're just getting to this state where... We're just we're going to be isolated in our own homes because we're going to be scared of everything. And now we're wearing masks and sex. And I don't know. I mean, I see your point. Totally. I just feel like if it's short term, everyone could just throw on a mask. There's going to there's been a few quite a few times somebody has had sex with people in a club where there's not a lot of kissing. You're in the bathroom, you get it done and you walk out like kind of that again. And it's not going to be for forever. Yeah, it all depends, I guess, on who it is. Is it just a stranger? Like, I I, I don't want to have sex with a stranger with a mask on. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing's weird. We're just getting into uncharted territory, and I have no idea what the right answer is. But I'm also concerned of escalation like yeah, we talked totally. about. Okay, what about this? Jared and Dean. If Dean's still alive out there in Utah right now. You guys have kids right now. Let's just imagine that. You both, you have a kid and who's a teenager. Are you going to tell, and you know they're sexually active at this point. Are you going to tell your kid, hey, grab the condom and the face mask? Would you tell them you're not allowed to go hang out with kids? Or would you tell them, go for it. Go build that immune system. What would be your advice to the teenagers, the young college kids? What do you do? I'd probably just tell them that, uh, I mean, well, no, that's a tough question. I hypothetically, I'd, I'd say right now that they, I'd probably keep him at home right now. But that's also my kid, you know. Like, the government's not my dad, um, and I, I'm gonna listen to what they have to say, and I want to listen to health experts, and and I'm gonna wear a mask everywhere I go, and I'm gonna try to avoid crowds and take this as seriously as possible. But you know, I'm lucky where I'm married and my significant other I live with, but like Tori. Are, like you're single right now you're by yourself what if the government told you it is illegal for you to have someone over or to go over their house it would make me 10 times more promiscuous <laughs> yeah you want what you can't have Screw you now i'm gonna go do it so i wonder what their numbers would, would you... look like now that this is mandated everybody would like okay we're jokes on you and then they go out and... would would you have sex with a, with a mask on It's not an easy question. Kissing is, it, it's very intimate. And I'm not even just talking about lip lock, but like, you know, your lips yeah. and your tongue. Yeah. And there's, you know, not to get too graphic here, but you know what I mean. Um, and um, 
Okay, I'm going to ask you another personal question, which you don't have to answer. But have you hung out with anybody during quarantine? I mean, you're single. It's been, oh, what, three months now? Have you resisted the urge to hang out with a friend? Yeah, I've been quarantined pretty much this whole time, either with my roommates or by myself or with my family. I haven't even really, like, said, hey, come on over. All right, well, we want to hear what you guys have to say about it. What do you think about wearing a mask during sex? Do you think it's right that England is making it illegal for people to not be able to hang out with other people outside their household? Email us at isuck at dating at iheartmedia.com. And we also have Tasha Adams on the line right now. And we're going to talk to her right after this short break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean is in his van and he apparently his computer keeps overheating. So he's very spotty right now. So I'm hoping he joins this this conversation sooner rather than later. But we have the wonderful, the amazing Tasha Adams who is joining us. Tasha. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Of course, of course. I and I, how am I doing is a loaded question, but to <laughs> to be um, short, I'm okay. You're okay. Um, obviously, now Dean and I uh, had a jubilee, and uh, Dr. East Major uh, from uh, Marriage Bootcamp on last week, and and we talked a lot about what's going on in the world right now. But I also want to get your take uh, about. Uh, Everything that's transpired over the past week, um, how are you feeling? Um, to be quite honest with you, right here, right now, as I'm sitting, my heart, I have like this anxious pit in my stomach. And um, I can't specifically say as to what that is being caused by, because there's just like a lot going on. But um, I, I, it's just, it's heavy. It's heavy. Everything's heavy. I'm I'm really happy it's all happening, to be quite honest with you. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. No, but I agree with you. I mean, it was, uh, I think as, uh, as a white person, uh, you know, I always knew I had white privilege, but uh, I don't think I realized uh, the level right. of privilege that I had um, because I don't think it ever came to my head that, um, you know, when the cops show up, I feel safe and that's a privilege <laughs> that I have. And it's sad. It's sad to say that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. It's, it sucks. It's, it's, it's horrible that they're, you know, that the black community can't feel the same way. And so, yeah, you're right. It was time. It was time to wake people up, to open their eyes, to realize what was happening in the world. And, um, it's sad that it had to take the life of, of George Floyd and a video to come out on Twitter for it to happen. But like you said, I'm glad it's happening. Yeah. I, it just, I just hate that things have to go so far in order for it to get any type of like acknowledgement. You know what I mean? Yeah. As if like this has not happened in the past, as if this is like the first time it's ever happened or a movement like this has ever happened um, to shine light on something that's, all around us um, in order for there to be a change. So um, I am a mixed baby. I My mom is actually Mexican. So what was that dynamic like? Uh, it, it's always been great. There's just been a lot of culture in my home, I guess. Like I used to go to Mexico for summers at a time and I would come back only speaking Spanish, like as a kid, you know what I mean? So like I have always been in a diverse home but I will say I grew up as one of the only black kids in my class. So um, 
it's just kind of like, it's kind of crazy because I'm starting to realize things that I never realized growing up, you know, like, um, so I posted a clip the other day about, uh, Ruby Bridges. I don't know if you know of Ruby Bridges. Um, but she, okay. So after, um, Brown versus the board of education in 1954, there was basically a breakthrough saying that, um, we are not going to have segregated schools anymore. And it took about six years in order for there actually to be any action, um, making, you know, an integration in the schools. And there were six children that were basically like the subjects to integrate schools. And Ruby Bridges was one of them. And she was six years old. And um, she basically was escorted um, by tons of police officers to even walk into this school because just the idea of her going to this school created huge controversy. Um, it, it, it's really fascinating. I really, really highly recommend to watch. There's actually a Disney movie on Ruby Bridges. But um, basically, the second she entered that school, there was about 500 kids, parents that walk into that school, grab their child and left just because Ruby was going to that school. And being young, I remember like Disney Channel is like Disney Channel. So of course I watched all movies on Disney, but that movie came out and I remember being in my room and watching that movie and feeling just like, oh my God, I don't know why I'm going to cry, but I just feel so overwhelmed because like I actually identified with her. I, I, I didn't know if, I don't know, just being like the only black kid but like, I never felt like people were, um, I don't know if people got taken out of school because of me. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like it was just so much you don't see and you don't know as a child that then it made me like think like, do people think this way of me kind of thing? And I remember just crying and watching it and, and wanting to be someone with that, sh that shined basically that wanted to have an impact on people. And so um, when I shared that the other day, it was actually insane how many DMs I got of people saying they had no idea that that was even like a thing or that they struggled to even go to school like that. And um, yeah, so there's things like that that I've kind of like have like revisited in my mind. Um, there's things like uh, people asking um, if I have the same parents as my siblings, because I guess it's just like, kind of assumed that if you and your siblings don't look necessarily alike that you have two different parents or you have different parents and someone was in my dms because i i addressed it the other day because I, I posted about my family and my people were kept asking do you and your sister have the same mom and when i posted like as it kind of being like i never really thought about it but i posted uh, to all the people that are asking if we have the same mom of course we do like my parents have been together since they were 16 and 18 and then when I was getting the DMs of people being like, I cannot believe how stupid that question is. Like, why would anybody even ask that? And thinking back, I'm like, I never took any offense to that. I've been asked that since the day I was, I don't know, since I was young, but I didn't realize. And someone told me, they're like, you never, you would never ask a white person. Do you come from the same parents? You know what I mean? You would never ask like a white child that. And it's so true. Like, and no mixed person would ever really ask another mixed child to get the same parents. Like I've never thought that in my mind and I never realized like this whole time it's, it's just kind of like, that's true. It's just like a, it's a funny remark in itself.
you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a very invasive question for strangers to be asking. Well, like, I never thought twice about it. That's how I was I was brought into with all white people, and I never really thought twice about it. And the friends to it. Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, I, I haven't thought twice about a lot of things, but you realize, you know, I mean, the civil rights movement was 70 years ago. I mean, that's at all. it's not that long ago at all. And I forget that, you know, I forget that it was only 70 years ago. And it, it you know, certainly, uh, I mean, this is, a, you know, I'd like to think that things have gotten better, but there is still so much prejudice and so much racist racism in this country i mean to the point where right now if you post something that says black lives matter you get you know people are like all lives matter and it's like no that's not the point you're missing the point right now and i feel like just a lot of people are having trouble listening um you know it was like i remember last week when it, uh the the protest started beginning and 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 then the looting started and people were saying you know, see, look what look what's happening. It's like, no, you have to you have to listen. There are peaceful protests happening right now, and then yes, there are there are, there are people looting, and that's wrong. But the, the what what the positivity that's coming from these protests greatly outweighs w- what's happening with all these people looting and rioting. Um, and then I think back, I mentioned last week the Colin Kaepernick situation about how he was taking a knee, he was doing a peaceful protest against brutality. Uh, with uh, against police brutality against the black community and people immediately associated that with him uh you know saying the military sucks and it's like no 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 no. that's not you have to listen you have to listen to what people are saying um i feel like everybody has a hard time doing that you know like they kind of just want to hear what they want to hear not yeah to the whole sentence you're not listening to the entire idea you can't just say I, I don't know. You can't just like want a cake and put all the ingredients in the thing and like, okay, there's a damn cake. Like, no, you have to stir it up. You have to bake it. There's, there's, there's a process to everything. You don't just like get what you want right away. And you can't just even say like, well, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what you told me to do. Like, no, you have to put in work to like unpack it all and do what you need to do. It's just, it's, it's a lot. And I understand the whole Colin Kaepernick thing of like, I posted something about that too. Like, y'all wanted like peaceful things and like someone just kneeled on their knee and that was pretty peaceful, but I get it. It was like a, like regarding the, um, when it was done, the national, anthem. but like in my mind, it's just like the national anthem, like is for like freedom rings. And like, it's about what our America is based on. And to be quite honest with you, there, there's a, there's a flaw in the system. There's a problem with it. it it's not, it's broken. So him doing that was just basically showing that there's something wrong here and I need you to pay attention to it. But it was all twisted and all that crap. It was all I know. It was, he was, he was looking for a platform, you know, but yeah. we don't have to dive fully into the NFL right now. That's a whole <laughs> different conversation. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear um, an embarrassing story? Hi, Tasha, by the way. Oh my God. Look who it is. <laughs> how's, how's everyone doing? <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> how's the desert? It's very hot. um do you guys want to hear a story whether it's embarrassing or funny or it's just plain stupid is up to i guess the listeners discussion so um and actually the the reason i'm bringing it up is because i'm just curious to hear what you think about it because uh i I just am curious and jared you as well so before (laughs) going to paradise this this season before going to paradise season six 
Um, I like found th at a thrift store uh, a, a Malcolm X shirt with him holding the fist up and then under it said by any means necessary. And I was like, whoa, this shirt is so sick. Uh, and then so I like bought the shirt. I started like listening to Malcolm X uh, like rhetoric and some of the speeches. And I was like, wow, this dude is so like the things he were sa it was saying were so like uh, enlightening and, and like just just playing smart. Um, and then the night before I was supposed to leave. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I skipped the, I skipped the step. So <laughs> Uh, I found the shirt, right? And I like basically knew that me going to paradise this time around, um, like I, I, I just wanted to, I, I don't know, I wanted to maybe make a statement. And so what I thought about doing was wearing this shirt, the shirt with Malcolm X and the slogan by any means necessary on it, which was the slogan of, uh, was it, I don't know if it was the Black Panthers or if it was just the Malcolm X movement, but um, I was going to wear that shirt every single day while I was on bachelor in paradise and uh that was going to be my like silent peaceful protest against racial injustice and i thought it was like the most genius idea ever i was like i love this idea i think it's fantastic anyways fast forward to the day before we were supposed to or i was supposed to be shipped out to bachelor in paradise down to mexico we i like, got dinner with a bunch of my friends um and one of my best friends is is his father is black and his mother is white and I was like, I was like, Jackson, like, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What, what is your take on this idea that I have? And he was like, Dean, whatever you do, do not wear that shirt every day. Because I guess I didn't realize at the time that the Malcolm X kind of stood up for, uh, not as a, like a violent approach, but he wasn't as peaceful as, as Dr. Martin Luther King was. But what, if I showed up on the beach that first day, some, some bland vanilla white dude, wearing a Malcolm X t-shirt that said by any means necessary would you take is that like would that would you take offense to that I was like I my argument was like my heart's in the right place like I'm trying to uh do something good here but I could also see the flip side of it where um it's just maybe a little inappropriate don't forget he'd also be walking down with the mustache <laughs> yeah <laughs> um to be quite honest with you I don't think I would think about it too much at first but I think that just, it would have rubbed me the wrong way because like, do you know what that even represents? Right, and I think that's kind of what, that was his thing too. Although I had listened to like a lot of the speeches and stuff, he was like, Dean, like you have to be ready to like fully understand exactly what they're representing and, and, and speaking on and about before you're, you're even close to being able to represent that shirt. And I was like, you're right. I don't know enough about it to go down there and have like an intelligent conversation with someone. So ultimately I decided not to do it. Um, and I think, I think, I w shouldn't have done it, obviously. But I do, like I said, I listened to a lot of his, um, like his his speeches, and and read some of his literature and stuff. And he makes some good points. And it's funny because we don't really get taught much Malcolm X in school. When we learn about American history, it's all like Dr. King, um, and and basically that's it as far as Black history goes. You know, um, as far as at least the education I got. No, I I agree with you, and I think it's probably just because his approach is a little bit more, uh, you know like how you said a little bit, I wouldn't necessarily say aggressive, but it's more, it is more intense, you know? Um, so I think above all, at first we try to approach everything with peace and, and gracefully and, um, you know, respectfully. But the next step, which is riots and protests, like kind of, kind of how we're seeing it right now. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's kind of funny because I feel like, Wearing that shirt could have just been like what people are doing and saying like, 
you know, well, I like Kobe. I like Kobe. Kobe's, this is like nitpicking now. Okay. So clearly I'm not like a racist. I like black people. Like, you know what I mean? Like I listen to hip hop. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 It's just like, I voted for Obama. Type yeah, thing. it's just like, okay, but like, that's great. I know you identify with that to some degree, but do you really know like the backstory behind everything else? You know what I mean? It's You're just, absolutely right. That's like, me. And I, like I said, I, I wasn't sure whether it'd be embarrassing or just plain stupid. And I honestly think it's all those things. <laughs> I'm glad that you actually asked the perspective before doing things. That's one thing you do do. You know, I will say as like off the charges you are sometimes, you do kind of ask what people's opinions are before you do things. I'm very blessed to have a lot of uh, intelligent friends in my life. Tasha, you're one of them. And so, <laughs> yeah. I'll, of course, I'm going to lean on them for information every once in a while. Well, well, Dean, you're also very caring. You are. I think that's, that's one of the reasons why you asked, because you sure, just want to make this sure is, you're not this isn't, anybody. Uh, this isn't about me right now. Anyways. <laughs> um, another, another interesting thing that I wanted to bring up with Tasha was being, uh, as you are biracial, um, I have a friend as well who is, like I said, he's biracial. He actually got a DNA test and, and his DNA test came back that he's like 55% Caucasian. But you meet, you, meet, you meet this guy and the first thing anyone sees is a black person. And it's just so interesting to me that even though he's, you know, I guess technically like 35 to 40% black, he's more white than he is black. And yet people still see a black man when he, when they're introduced to him or like, if he gets pulled over, he's still going to be, you know, unfortunately treated as a black man gets treated during, you know, a routine traffic stop. Uh, do you ever feel like you are identified more with being a black woman or because your mother is Mexican? Do you, do you feel like you're, do you identify more as a black woman or a Mexican woman? It's so funny. Um, I identify with both. I don't know. I've never really like, picked and choose I think what's what what is really funny is you know like when you're filling out all the questionnaires like testing or even like I was just registering to vote and all that stuff and ask you for your, your ethnicity yeah. it always with this and it always says black slash no hispanic descent and I'm like well that kind of sucks because I'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's weird isn't that funny it's like it it is an actual line item so it's like it's one and one I, I'm like I don't I always used to ask the teacher like how do I identify with this because I'm both so I don't know what to say with y'all but they would say pick and choose that's what they would tell me pick and choose which is kind of unfortunately I guess you have to pick and choose because you want to be able to celebrate both of your heritages but do you ever find it difficult uh with dating I know like obviously the only dating uh, exposure we have with you is Colton and then uh Bachelor in Paradise as well but have you ever had any like maybe good or bad issues arise from your biracialness no I will say no but I guess I have always second thought if I'm going to be someone's cup of tea because I am not white blonde haired blue eyes and that's the community that I live in um and um yeah I've always second guessed myself in that aspect I'm like oh that's cool but like does he like mixed girls like you know what I mean like and that's funny that like people even think that way that you have to think that way and it's fine if you do, are not into it like just like for me like I guess I've been brought up around here and maybe that's why I have dated certain type of guys you know what I mean um so I'm not saying that having 
a taste or whatever you fancy is bad. But I'm just saying like, it is something that goes through my mind every single time I do introduce myself to somebody. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure that. everybody does it to an extent. You know what I mean? Does she like tall guys yeah. or bald guys? Is she like athletic guys or skinny guys? You know what I mean? Like everybody kind of has that, but I hate that like race is a thing that like, you kind of cut the line with. We kind of touched last week on race and the Bachelor mm -hmm. franchise a little bit with Jubilee, who had some pretty insightful things to say. Do you feel like, I mean, obviously there's a clear discrepancy. It's like every season you have, like you said, a bunch of white, blonde, blue-eyed, uh, both men and women, on whether it's Bachelor or Bachelorette. Uh, and there is not much representation, not just for even, not just for black men and women, but for, you know, other cultures as well. Do you think, do you see that ever changing or do you... When you were on the show, did you ever notice it being like an issue of any sort? I can't say that I felt a, an, an issue. Um, I don't, and I will actually say Colton never made me think twice about that, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I have seen lots of comments and being like, well, there has to be a token black chat, like a black person in the top four. You know what I mean? Like that's her. That's, you know what I mean? So I, I kind of second, like started second guessing myself, I guess, like when everything was starting to air and I was like, holy shit. Like, do you think that that's what it was? And I absolutely second guessed everything. And you can guarantee I went to producers and been like, was that me? Um, and I hate that that's even like a thing. Um, yeah. And then you start, I, absolutely, I started second guessing everything. Like, was there even really like a thing that, you know what I mean? It, and it sucks to feel that way. Um, I do yeah. also, I've always said it. I hate that as much as I love the fact that Rachel Lindsay was the first black bachelorette, I do hate that that was like her storyline. The thing. Just yeah. as much as like Colton was a virgin, like, okay, like get over. It. You want to know what's interesting is when I was being cast for that season, for Rachel's season, I was, uh, be I began the casting process after she had already been announced for The Bachelorette because she had already been announced early. And I think almost at every stage of the casting process, they were like, hey, we just want to let you know, like, The Bachelorette's black. Are you okay with that? And every time I was like, yeah, I don't care. What do you, like, why, are you keep, why do you keep asking me this question? And I can only imagine they asked that question to, to I, other people and they were getting negative responses right. to it. Which it's just crazy to think about. People were like, you know what? I'm gonna sit this season out. You know. And again, I, I can't, I can't just, I can't uh, confirm right. that. I'm right. just assuming. But um, the fact that they were asking me that question made me feel like other people were, you know, getting, I guess, up in arms about the potential to to be on the show with a black woman. Right. But I like, know. I feel like always, like when you highlight something, it makes it a big deal. It makes it a bigger deal than it is. Like it's as simple as that. And like, I think it's an amazing accomplishment for her absolutely and i'm not but the fact that that's a, an accomplishment you know what i mean right it's just it's 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 funny to me but then i guess on the flip side of it you can argue by kind of like being hush hush about it it might make it like the fact that you can the fact that we're even having this conversation i think is is uh, a step forward in the right direction you know what i mean, yeah. you know what I mean? versus where it's like if you're being quiet about it maybe it's just I don't know. I, 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 don't I can know. see what you're trying to say. I can definitely see what you're trying to say. Like, it, it, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you know, it was a big deal because it was the first black lead. 
you know and and Tasha, you're right it sucks that it was a big deal because it should have happened a long time ago but it hadn't and and the bachelor i I think even recognizes that i remember chris harrison saying something about it a few months ago uh about the lack of diversity in the show and so hopefully that's something that changes in the future i mean how would it be if there's like i'm just saying i mean i guess rachel and ryan is a biracial couple right yeah. And Jubilee brought up something interesting last week where it doesn't, you know, it doesn't even have to be a black lead, but just cast someone who wants to date black people. Because she was talking about how she was on the season with Ben and this was not a bad thing. You know, she wasn't saying anything bad about Ben, but she just said, like, she knew Ben probably wasn't into her. And, you know, he's, you know, he has a type, right? Right. And so she, what Jubilee wants to see, and I, I, I think it's a good idea, is to, not only cast more diverse leads, but cast people who are more open and wanting to date diverse people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting. It could be, it could be of any culture. We just need culture. That's the thing, you know? And I will say with all this stuff, it makes me, you want to know what makes me really uncomfortable is addressing people as being like dear white people. I also am uncomfortable with as funny as it is, is saying black lives matter. Why am I uncomfortable? Because it just feels like, again, it's like segregation in a way, but also it's like, it's not even that black lives matter. I just wish that they added one more word to the end of that. I think it was, if it was black lives matter too, it would just like, just stop so much like, from rising up like everyone's saying like all lives matter that's great but black lives matter too in addition to everyone no totally the actually uh the rock uh dwayne johnson he posted an eight minute speech uh about um he was specifically talking about the president but he said uh you know he was like of course all lives matter like every single life matters because as americans we believe in equality we believe in inclusion and we believe in all these great things yeah. and he's like but that's not the point right now right now you also have to say the words black lives matter and it was pretty uh pretty powerful and impactful so it's an interesting time i'm glad that the protests are happening um i hope everybody just stays safe tasha i hope you stay safe i hope you're doing well I mean, we are a dating podcast, so I guess, are you dating anybody? <laughs> <laughs> no. Y'all, I've been in quarantine, okay? I don't know how the heck y'all expect me to date right now. Unless I'm dating the mailman, I really haven't seen really anybody. And no one's been coming to so. Uh, have you been, uh, <clears throat> have you been like, starting to brave out? How is it in Orange County? What's the lockdown situation there? Are you guys starting to, like, phase into normalcy? Um, so as of like last week, restaurants started to like really, really open up. So Memorial Day weekend, they got like the notice at like midnight. You can open up tomorrow. So it took some time, but restaurants are starting to open up. It honestly seems very normal down here to me. Um, but the beach, our beach was always open and we really didn't have many cases here. And I feel like everyone really did take a lot of um, the safety precautions and were like, doing pretty well down here. So I don't really think like it ever got too crazy bad, like sterilized down here. Did you, uh, um, so have you been just out of curiosity because you're single, Dean and I are both in relationships. So I'd love to hear, have you been talking on to people virtually? Have you been going on any FaceTime dates? Guys, I have to say, okay. So I made a conscious decision about two weeks prior to quarantine 
that I was ready to date. Okay. Yeah. Like I talk nice. to my girlfriends and I'm like, I'm ready for this. Like we're going out tonight. And they're like, what? Going out. I and I'm they're like, okay. So we went out and I started meeting people. And I will tell you prior to quarantine, like, yeah, I had met some cool dudes, but I have to say quarantine kind of killed my vibe. Okay. There's, <laughs> I can only talk to so long. All it does is give you the chance now to get to know them uh, through conversation, see how they are in texting. Yeah, but also at the same time, I felt that way at first because I'm like, you have nothing else to do, so like, we should be able to talk. But also, if you don't really have like any incentive of seeing person in the near, near future, like, like what's the point? Like, it's not like we can go on a date. It's not like we can even see if there's like chemistry you know what i mean or like how fun we would have like doing anything you're like you're talking about like sex no (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying like you know no i know i know i'm just busting your chops i get it i mean it's 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 but i I mean because you're down there you're with your you're living with your parents right down in orange county or you're staying with them at the moment no Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were quarantined with them. No, I'm quarantined by myself. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. I was going to say, well, at least you have your parents around to keep you well, company. my parents are about 15 minutes down the highway. They're like 20 minutes down the highway. So I have been fortunate enough to just kind of um, go down the highway and see them every weekend or so. But I've been by myself. Which I don't know how you guys are doing because, I, like, Katie Morton, for instance, she's living by herself. She's got her puppy dog. But the living by yourself tori the producer of this pod well no she's got roommates but she's been staying inside a, a lot but i don't know like i'm going crazy enough just having kaylin to talk to on a, on a regular basis but i can't imagine like just being alone and i thought what's funny is i thought that uh, all this isolation would like make me more willing to like jump on the phone and talk to my friends but it's actually kind of had the reverse effect like if a friend calls me i'm like uh i'm just gonna go ahead and screen that call and maybe just text them later you're kidding i'm the worst but it's like why it's like why i can't why can't i be using this time to like uh strengthen my friendships or you know jump on the phone and facetime my buddies for an hour i just i guess i'm just not that person well no i agree i've become much more of a homebody and i'm actually like really outside of being at home and not talking to anyone i mean i have turned into a crazy plant lady and i do talk to my plants all day every day they all have great company yeah i mean Coco's the best. I mean, he's growing. He is thriving. I talked to him every single morning. Um, Camila just has been blooming like crazy. She's 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 a saint. And Herman, he's growing. So that's that's my. Best Would they be willing to jump on the podcast at any point and give their? Uh... <laughs> They're shy. They're shy. <laughs> Tasha, I feel like you're turning into Tom Hanks from Castaway, and like the plants are your Wilson. I'm not even kidding you guys. I literally go up to them. I say, I love them. I kiss them. I'm like, I love you. Like as if it's a dog or something. I straight up have issues. Like it's not okay. Like help me. You're going to start bringing Coco to your dates. Be like, oh, hi, how are you? I'm Tasha. This is my friend Coco. He'll be joining us tonight. You don't even know. I'm not even kidding. My mom called one of my plants, Albert, the other day. I was like, who the hell is Albert? His name is Herman, mom. Like, get it together. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, Tasha, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you are a saint. You're lovely and amazing. We wish you nothing but the best. Do you have any uh, anything else uh, that you want to say before uh, we get going? You know, I just want to say, number one, thank you. But also, I have never, I've never felt different around you guys. So thank you. I appreciate it. 
there is no need to thank us. Thank you. Uh, Keisha, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're the best. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him, and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tasha Adams, the uh, the pinnacle of grace and excellence. Yeah, yeah. When when I think about it, you're right. I think grace graceful is a great way to describe. Yes, I agree. And just a just a bubble of energy, which is fantastic yeah, too. So um, 
You want to know what's funny is at the top of this uh, podcast, because I know that Nick shared his uh, getting arrested story on his podcast, the second best podcast, this being the first, of course. And I was like, oh, I think it would be interesting for me to share my like arrest history and compare it to, well, I guess, I don't know if that's insensitive to compare it to what it would be like, you know, hypothetically, if I were a black man, if things would have gone differently, which, you know, you can only kind of assume that they would. But yeah, I don't know. What? So Nick on his podcast shared a story about Tao. He got detained. I only listened yeah, like a, I, I, I didn't listen. I got to be honest, but I, I saw the Instagram. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's all I saw too. Uh, and I was just going to say that I, at the top of this episode, I was you know considering sharing if, if there was time, which we obviously just didn't have time for. I was going to share my run-ins with the law as a white person. And it's like as a white person, when I was you know I only got arrested before I turned twenty-one. They were mostly they were actually all alcohol-related offenses, but for how like. Uh, irate and emotional and uh, like angry that I was when I was getting arrested those times as like a 20 as a 19 20 and 18 year old white boy I can only imagine how much worse it would have gone had I not been white and had I been a black person or you know uh, Hispanic or, or, or whatever um, and I, I hadn't really ever thought of that until just recently and it's crazy I guess like you know you keep seeing like this is privilege. You're, you're privileged if this, like I just saw a thing you're privileged if you're learning about racism instead of having to experience racism. And I guess that's kind of the same situation right now where it's like, yeah, holy shit. Like I've no, I'm no, I know I've been privileged my whole life just for being a white, like I always used to tell myself that I hit the genetic jackpot where I'm a tall white man. I have like every, both you and me, Jared are like afforded every, privilege that life in america can be handed to us because we're tall white men thank you for um, calling me tall dean well you're you're five I'm nine which is tall feet. enough shut up <laughs> you're, you're above the national average but you understand what i'm saying it's like we've gone through life just me and you uh we've gone through life without having to worry about so much and it's just it's it's great to be able to talk to our friends like Tasha, jubilee dr ish and, and the other ones that we're talking to off air and uh kind of understand that our life isn't the norm for a lot of people in america for a lot of people all over the world yeah i agree i think not only just understanding but like reaffirming it you know i think it's always good to remind yourself hey you're pretty you're pretty lucky don't ever forget that don't ever take it for granted um because like you said not, not everybody in this world can say that which sucks and it's what we're trying to change right now so thank you for everybody for listening. As always, Suck Army, you guys are the best. We really, please keep your emails coming. And I promise, I promise, I promise next week we will get to them. Uh, thank you, Tasha Adams, of course, for joining us. The ever graceful Tasha Adams. Uh, Dean, thank you for joining us for half the podcast. Sorry your computer is overheating. But, you know, next time don't record from the Yeah, room. of course, Jared. And I promise next week we'll get to some of those emails as well. I know how much you love those. And I guess the listeners out there that are listening to this episode right now suck army yes suck 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 uh if you are just sitting at home you're in between making lunch and dinner for yourself go ahead and jump on apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating because you know we kind of gotten away from urging people to do that and well we're not telling you what to do it would certainly be nice of you to do even a four star it helps yeah it definitely helps anything above four please and again, I you roast us. I you know if you give us a five star review, roast us. You can roast me. You can call me whatever you want. Apache, cotton hooded, ninny muggins. I don't know. Um, but 
A cotton-headed ninny muggins? Ninny muggins? Oh, What's dude, that? You got to read some literature. Anyways, it's like I, I don't. Know, it's like uh, Harry Potter. Apparently, uh, but I, honestly, b- before before you you send it off, Dean, I do want to say, uh, as I was busting your balls about you recording in the van, it feels good that you're in the van. It feels like almost a small return to normalcy. It's like a breath of fresh air. Be like, oh, Dean's back in the van. I'm glad he you feel right about it because I like, feel where, you know I feel the best I right. felt in a long time. Um, all right, well, that'll do it. Suck Army, thank you so much for listening. Um, Good. Yeah, like Jared said, keep sending us emails. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. We've just had so much to talk about lately. We haven't had time to get to them, but we will get to them next week. Tune in then, where maybe we will suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.